Welcome, everybody, to the Clifton's Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Grooms. This is the week three pregame show, and it's our first segment where we talk about the city and the Midland Empire Conference. Let's run down some week two scores. The Lafayette Fighting Irish are able to even their record at 1-1 one one on the season with a 28-7 win over the Atchison Redmen. Pleasant Hill uses a fierce fourth quarter to defeat Benton 42-6. North Kansas City all over Central 47-6. North Andrew over LeBlanc, 60-20, and Plattsburgh, 51, St. Joe Christian, 6. At the Midland Empire Conference, Maryville was able to use a comeback victory at a power outage to defeat Harrisonville, 42-40. Cameron with their second straight shutout over Kansas City Southeast, 42-0. And Kirksville beats Chillicothe, 27-21. Now let's preview some of our big Week 3 matchups in the city in the MEC. It is Southside versus Northside week, ladies and gentlemen. It is our Cliff Notes podcast game of the week. It is Bitten at Lafayette. Cardinals coming into this game 0-2 on the season, while the Irish are 1-1. Lafayette has won four straight games in the rivalry, including 10 out of the last 11. The last Bitten Cardinal win came in 2015. Now let's recap the season for the Lafayette Fighting Irish. The Irish were defeated on a heartbreaker on a two-point conversion at Harrisonville, 28-26. Like we just talked about a minute ago, they were able to rebound at home against Atchison, 28-7 on the year. The Redmen scored the very first touchdown of the game, but the Irish were able to score the last four. That was enough to get the victory. Now, we were able to catch up with head coach Eric McDowell. We get to learn Coach's story. We talk about their 2019 season, the first two weeks of the 2020 season, and the significance of the Bitten rivalry, and we preview the 2020 Bitten team and the game. Here's our interview with Coach McDowell here at 30 Seconds. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We got Lafayette Fighting Irish head coach Eric McDowell with us. Coach, how are you doing? Doing well. Just, uh, you know, trying to survive the chaos like everyone else. <laughs> well, Coach, um, one of the things we like to do um, for our first-time guests is really try to get to know you. Who's Coach McDowell? Um, how you got into coaching and how you got here to Lafayette? Oh, well, uh, you know, coaching's always been a goal of mine for uh, since I was uh, younger and uh, went to Missouri Western and uh, uh, knew right away that I wanted to become a teacher and coach uh, out there, especially after playing and uh, had an opportunity to get in St. Joe School District 17 years ago. All right, Coach, um, let's talk about 2019 real quick. Your team went 5-5 five and five last year. Um, very, very high expectations. Just give an overall summary on your teams last season. Uh, you know, last year it was had some highs, had some lows. Uh, we had a talented senior class, and uh, you know we played very well in every game, uh, minus one really, and we competed in every game. We're in it till the end, and it just became one of those deals where we had a lot of 50-50 games, uh, several 50-50 games with some opponents who were very, very good, and uh, I think the combined record of our five losses last year, there, our opponents were 54 and 11, so that's that's not a very easy schedule, so to speak. So uh, we played well, just not well enough to get over that hump in some of those 50-50 games that we were playing in. So while we were very close to having a better season, it's just one of those deals where, uh, for whatever reason, we, we fell short. And uh, uh, we're looking forward to, uh, uh, you know, 5-5 five and five at Lafayette is, is not what we strive for. We strive for uh, seven, eight, nine wins at least. Well, Coach, um, we're in 2020 now, so you have an opportunity really to build upon that. Um, let's talk about some of the kids on the roster for those who, do, who haven't seen your football team this year. Um, who are some of the kids on the roster that stand out to you on Friday nights? I think people come watch us play. We'll enjoy seeing Derek May out of receiver. He's a returning uh, 
all-conference young man for the last two years. He'll be a senior. Uh, does electric things on both offense and defense. Uh, Miles Henderson has been a first-team uh, all-conference wide receiver both his sophomore and junior year. He's moved to running back more this year out of necessity. does a fantastic job. He is uh, lightning in a bottle, so to speak. And uh, we have a, a Makai Reed who is kind of a, more of our vocal leader of the team. He makes uh, He's an exceptional defensive player, and he actually is a very good possession receiver. Uh, he's made some very good catches already this year, great hands. Uh, you know, skill guys, we go on and on. Carlos Cortez, Kingston Oliver. We have a great new quarterback in Jaron Saunders, not quite as much of the scramblers we're used to, but the arm is, is one of the best in the state of Missouri. I truly believe that. So, um, you know, we have a, a good group of linemen led by senior Jude Barbosa. And Anthony Hawkins over on defense is another senior. I mean, we just, I really could talk about this group of upperclassmen all day long. They're exactly what, in 18 years of coaching, this has been about as much fun as you could ask for and about as good a group of people as you could ever be around. Well, Coach, um, we're, I know we're two games deep into 2020 already. And week one, you guys had a very, very tough loss to a Harrisonville team to a, at a, in a game that really came together in less than a week's notice. But then you were able to rebound last Friday night against Atchison, a team that scored the very first touchdown of the game, and then you scored the last four. Um, just give an overall assessment of your team's performance the, the first two games. You know, at the Harrisonville game, uh, that was a tough game. It was a good opponent. You know, as uh, we saw from the Maryville game with them, uh, they, uh, they put 40 points on Maryville in three quarters. So I feel pretty good that we're headed in the right direction as, as far as our defense and offense are going. Uh, we... We just battled. Uh, we, we, all our players play both ways. We battled the team that was very, very good, and they don't play both ways. So we just kind of ran out of gas there at the end, but very, very proud. That was one of the gutsiest and grittiest performances of a team I've coached in several years. And so I was very proud of that. And, it, you know, as far as Atchison, to be real honest with you, they were better than we thought. We knew they were good, but they were actually much better than we were prepared. Not that we didn't prepare for them, but uh, they were they're pretty darn good. And so we expect them to have a great season. Good luck to Coach Smith and his squad. But they just came out, and they're very big. They're running back 6'3", 235. And uh, we don't have that uh, very very few places on our roster. So he, he took some guys with him that first quarter, as you saw. And uh, and uh, they, they got a touchdown early, and then after that, we kind of figured things out and settled in and uh, beat a, a very solid win against a pretty good opponent. Well, Coach, this week, it's the mm -hmm. north side versus the south side this week. It's Bitten at Lafayette this week. Um, talk about, um, you've been in, like I said, you're in your third year. Um, what's been the significance for you and the kids of this rivalry with Bitten? Oh, I, I don't put too much emphasis on rivalry games. I really don't. Uh, for us, it's more of a, a next, we're, this is a week three, a game. And so next week it'll be week four, and the next week it'll be week five. You like to say it's a faceless opponent. I know it's not. These kids grow up together. This is their one opportunity, especially the senior class, to play each other one final time. So I'm sure for the players it will be, uh, have a lot more stakes added possibly for bragging rights and things like that. But we expect to win, you know, as, as a program every week. And so we're just going to treat it like that. And if we worry about ourselves and we get better from week one, week two, and now week three, then, uh, you know, as long as we play our best game, then uh, that's all that matters to us. And the last question, um, let's talk about the 2020 Bitten team. They're 0-2, um, really played a really good game until the final quarter last week. Um, talk about what you've seen from the 2020 team so far on film and what can we expect from the game here at um, Lafayette on Friday night? Uh, you know, the players seem very gritty. You know, they seem like they play with a lot of passion and play very hard. Uh, we expect that Friday night in a muddy game. You just never know what can happen. So there's going to be, uh, I'm sure they're going to have some wrinkles and, and they're going to have to battle the elements as well. And both teams will adjust. And honestly, 
uh, I, I expect it to be a pretty good game. Well, that's um, Lafayette head coach Eric McDowell. Coach, I want to thank you so much for joining the podcast, and um, good luck to you and your kids on Friday. All right, thank you for covering us and having us on here, Clifton. That was Lafayette Fighting Irish head coach Eric McDowell on that interview. Thank you so much, Coach, for joining the podcast. Uh, Now we move on to the Benton season recap. The Cardinals are 0-2 this season. In week one, they suffered a 42-0 loss to Lincoln Prep. Blue Tigers are expected to be one of the top football teams in the Kansas City area. And then last week, week two, in a big fourth quarter for Pleasant Hill, that did the Cardinals end with a 42-6 loss at home last week. We had an opportunity to catch up with head coach Kevin Keaton this week to talk about the 0-2 start, talk about the significance of the rivalry against Lafayette, and we take a look at the Cardinals' side of breaking down the matchup against Lafayette. Here's our interview with head coach Kevin Keaton right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast, week three pregame show. we got Benton Cardinal head coach Kevin Keaton with us. How are you doing, coach? Doing great, Cliff. Well, coach, welcome back to the show. Thank um, you. I actually got a chance to see your team last week against Pleasant Hill. Um, just um, take a look back at the um, first two weeks of the regular season. Just give a little bit of analysis of your team in the first two weeks. Well, we play really hard. And at times we don't play very smart and we just, we have to own that. We have not yet put our best foot forward, but I really think our kids are resilient. They want to be good and they do a great job of being coachable. Um, We're going to be every game we play, we're going to get better and better and we're going to put it together. We will, we will find a way. Well, coach, I mean, uh, it's the, um, we got this week, we got the Lafayette game this week. It's at Lafayette. Um, Coach, in your words, um, what is the sig- what is the significance to you and the kids of the um, rivalry with Lafayette? Well, this is what high school football should be about. Uh, rivalries where dads can tell sons about what happened in the game 20 years ago, um, where kids know each other. It's fun to play against your, your friends. If you know the guys on the other team, it just it jacks up everything that much more. I, I am good friends with Eric McDowell. He's a good man. I, we, we have a lot of fun together. And you always want to beat your best friend. That's just if, if a man is competitive, that's when he wants to shine the most is in those big games. Well, I definitely you know, with the Bit Lafayette game, you could almost throw records out the window when you're talking about this game. I think, you know, kids on both sides of the ball are going to get up for this game. That is true. But both sides are going to be excited. And, you know, it. both teams are abiding by MEC rules. Those are the rules set in place. And, and, and uh, there will be limited fans. But I don't think... I don't think that will matter as much as the rivalry itself playing against your buddy. Cause you know, a lot of times some of the most competitive things are pickup basketball. There ain't no fans in pickup basketball, but you want to win. It doesn't matter where you're playing. You want to win. You want to win against your buddy. Well, coach, let's talk about the 2020 Lafayette team. Um, they're one and one on the year. They had that, uh, crushing defeat with the two-point conversion against Harrisonville, and then they bounced back against Atchison last Friday night. Um, what have you seen on tape from the Irish, and what can we expect from the football game on Friday night? They're really good. Um, 
they haven't lost a beat. Uh, the the signal caller is is a really good pure pocket passer. Um, great touch on the ball. They've got speed out the wazoo. They get the ball to the perimeter. We're going to have to tackle. We're going to have to tackle well in space. We're going to have to tackle well in the perimeter, which we struggled with last week. Uh, we got to shore that stuff up. Uh, defensively, Coach McDowell's is, is as wily as they come. He will have something that he hasn't showed yet for us, for some of the things that we do. Um, they're, they're a well-coached football team. Well, Coach, I'm really looking forward to the football game on Friday night. I will be there personally to cover it for the podcast. Um, for those of you who cannot get into the game, um, that game will actually be broadcasted on ESPN3 and on the St. Joseph School District Sports Marketing Facebook page. You could check that out there. Well, Coach Keaton, it's always good to have you on the show. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your time to talk about the game this week. Thanks, Cliff. We appreciate you. And that was Benton Cardinal head coach Kevin Keaton. We thank him once again for joining the podcast. Now we move on to the biggest school in St. Joe, the Central Indians. Indians are back at home this week after last week's 47-6 loss to North Kansas City. This week, they're hosting the Belton Pirates. The Pirates are 1-0 after their week one win at Raytown South, 48-0. Now, last week, they were scheduled to open their home opener against Ruskin, but, but Ruskin canceled that game as a precaution last Friday afternoon. So Belton was out of a game for week two. Now, we did have an opportunity to talk to Coach Trotter about last Friday's game at North Kansas City and look ahead to this week's matchup against the Pirates. Our interview with Coach Trotter starts right now. And we're here on the Cliff, Note po- Cliff Notes podcast, week week three pregame show. We got um, Central Coach Randy Trotter back on with us. How are you doing, Coach? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's always a pleasure to have you on, Coach. Um, week two, um, rough game against North Kansas City, um, 47-6. Um, give an overall um, analysis on, your, uh, on the game. Well, you know, we actually played well for about a quarter and a half. You know, our, our kids were ready to play. Um, they turned the ball over uh, early on, and, and we, you know, capitalized, on, you know, with a couple big plays. We just couldn't finish them out. Uh, they're a very, very talented team, uh, which uh, Coach Douglas has got a really good program going down there, and they believe in each other. And uh, they're a much more seasoned football team than we are at this moment. And uh, it showed It showed later on in the, in the ball game. Well, Coach, uh, North Kansas City is a quality football team. Um, I um, was looking on Twitter Friday night, and um, I was working on um, getting the Twitter account updated with scores and all that stuff, and I saw a tweet from you, and um, it said, never take wins for granted. They are hard to get, and that is so true. Talk about really the motivation or just what's, what was behind that tweet. You know, I was sitting on the bus, and I was, you know, just kind of, you know, not feeling sorry for myself by any means. I mean, every time you go out there, you have an opportunity to win. Um, but just kind of looking back at how we played last week and how we played this week and just realize it, it, it doesn't matter how hard you work. You Eventually, you got to be better than the other team that you're playing, you know. And I feel like our team worked hard last week. Uh, we're just not quite where we need to be to face some of those top quality teams yet. And they're hard, you know. Winning is hard, you know. And, and uh, even teams that win all the time know how hard it is because any given – Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, 
one team can win even when they're not expected to. So winning is very hard to do. And that's, uh, that's kind of what I was feeling uh, at that time when I shot that tweet out. Well, I, uh, that, really, that really took me um, really um, by heart there because that, that is so true, Coach. You just never take anything for granted, you know, especially, you know, the time that we're in right now, you know. Unfortunately, you know, the season could come to an end tomorrow if it, it, it could happen very well. But um, let's move on to week three now. Um, you have um, Belton on the schedule back at Noise this week. Um, they actually had to cancel their football game last Friday night due to Rusk against Ruskin for um, Ruskin canceled uh, due to caution in the health and the safety of the players, coaches, and the fans. So Belton didn't, didn't get a chance to get a ball game in. They're 1-0. So definitely talk about the Pirates and what can we expect from them when we play them on Friday night. Okay. Uh, they'll come in with a uh, pretty high-powered offense right now. They've got a uh, an option offense uh, somewhat similar to what North Kansas City had. Uh, but it's a little different in the fact that they'll they'll actually run a true uh, triple option style wing T option offense, uh, and and they look they appear to be better than they were a year ago. Uh, they kind of got some things rolling a little bit. Uh, really played well against Ray South. I uh, believe they shut them out. Um, you know, I've watched a lot of their offense. I haven't watched a whole lot of their defense yet, but uh, I believe they shut Ray South out and. Uh, so they're they're feeling sky high, you know. They have a little. They're gonna have a little bit of a lull because they didn't play last week, uh, but I think they're coming off, you know, a pretty good win at Ray South, and and uh, they're gonna be coming up here ready to play. Well, coach, um, it's definitely um, it's definitely gonna be a good game. Uh, Belt Net Central for those of Indian fans looking to check out the ball. Um, looking to, I'm sure there'll be some kind of a streaming option there, but um, definitely um, Belt Net Central this Friday night. Um, coach, thank you for um having having coming on the podcast and it's always a pleasure to talk to you thanks a lot for having me on i really appreciate it and we thank central head coach reggie trotter for joining us here on the podcast belton at central tomorrow night now we move on to saint joe christian who's on the road this week at western lions are 0-2 after losses to maysville and the 51-6 loss to plattsburgh last week they take on a western club who went two and eight last season but they already matched Last year's win total with wins against Salisbury and Knox County. Now we move on to the rest of the MEC. We have two conference games left to preview. We have Chillicothe at Maryville. Hornets are 0-2 after losses to Marshall and Kirksville. While the Spoofhounds rebounded from their week one loss to Blair Oaks with a thrilling win at Harrisonville. The Spoofhounds won last year's game in Chillicothe 49-12 and have taken the last three games of this series. Now we had an opportunity to catch up with head coach Matt Webb earlier this week. We talked about that thrilling win against Harrisonville and we actually previewed this game against Chillicothe. Here's our head. Here's our interview with coach Matt Webb right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast week three pregame show. We got the coach of the variable Spookhounds, Matt Webb on the show. How are you doing coach? Fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, Really, how's your how was the summer and everything with um, your team and practice and everything since the last time we talked? Well, you know, um, we talked at the end of the summer, kind of pre uh, preseason. So, um, really, we're kind of talking, you know, these first uh, through these first, you know, basically two weeks of, of the season. So, um, you know, our, our health is, you know, basically, you know, generally what you would expect. You know, we've we've dealt with a lot of the uh, COVID tracing issues the first two weeks of the season not necessarily positive COVID tests 
um, amongst our team, but um, it's that uh, tracing that, that has really um, put some kids out and put them in, in opportunities where, you know, they, they haven't been able to, to dress out and, and, and play football. So um, we've been dealing with that the first two weeks. Um, we did have a, an injury to, uh, to our starting quarterback, Ben Walker, our, uh, in week one against Blair Oaks. And um, those things happen. You know, you hate to see it, especially to a senior and a young man that has put in so much time and work and, and uh, commitment to our program over the last uh, three years. But, um, you know, like I said, that injury, you know, happened week one. And, and, and we were able to deal with that this past week against, and, and, and really had, you know, a, a great, you know, comeback win, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, here in a bit against Harrisonville. But, um, you know, we've been able to overcome that. But other than that, we're healthy. Well, um, Coach, we're actually going to talk about that here real quick. Um, in the first week of the season, you had a rough um, 51-8 to loss to Blair Oaks. And then you come back in week two, you get back on the horse, you get a big win against Harrisonville. Just give an overall analysis on the first two weeks of the season. Well, I think, um, you know, obviously anybody, you know, that was at our Blair Oaks game or um, anybody that kind of knows that how that situation um, unfolded is understands where we're at at this point in the season. Um, you know, we're, 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 like I mentioned, some COVID tracing issues. You know, we're, we're missing about, uh, you know, eight, to eight or nine players off of our, our varsity Friday night group that we're, that we're dressing. And then um, out of those, you know, six starters and, and, and that really puts you in a bind. And we really didn't know how that was going to unfold until Thursday night before we played uh, Blair Oaks. So um, a lot of those guys were, you know, basically deemed, you know, quarantined uh, for, for two weeks, you know, based on, on those, uh, the, you know, the county health, um, you know, restrictions that they put us in. So the uh, Blair Oaks game, you know, we started off, you know, like I said, when you're dressing about 19 kids um, against a team like Blair Oaks, you know, I was, uh, we were in a game out there at the beginning of the, you know, first quarter it was eight nothing. We're getting ready to score, or six nothing. We're getting ready to score, and make it eight six, and and just didn't convert. And and then all of a sudden, you know, the second quarter kind of snowballed on us, and and, and we had a couple turnovers and um, a couple special teams things that happened, and and so the game got out of hand quick, but um, quick, but quickly. But the thing I was really proud about our team that night is 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 we started developing. You know, there's character traits you can have, you can learn through football, and one of those is is we're not going to quit. You know, we're not going to quit on doesn't matter what the score is we're going to play this game and no matter how many players we got, you know, our slogan this year is it takes what it takes. So um, part of that is, is we're not going to quit. And so um, we've been dealing with that and knew that Harrisonville is going to be, you know, another um, tough, uh, tough you know, opponent, you know, just because of the size of school they are. And when you look across the sideline, I think they dressed 60 something and we still dress the same amount of guys and uh, really got into a ball game Friday night. I was so proud of our kids. It's 24, nothing us um, at the end of the first quarter, basically. And then, 24 to 8 at the half, had a really strange situation with a power outage here in Maryville, which, you know, it's, it's 2020, so no shocker. You know, I'm just waiting for a you know, tsunami to come through in the third quarter or something or a, a blizzard to start here in September or something like that. You know, you just never know what's going to happen in 2020. But then really had a great comeback win. We got down 10 and, and um, just really so proud of the way the guys unfolded to end up and win by two in the end. That was a, that was a great effort. Well, with the power outage, that kind of reminds me of the Super Bowl. I think it was 2013 between the 49ers and the Ravens, if I remember right. They had that power outage, and then uh, the Ravens had that big lead, and then the 49ers came back in that game. How concerned with you with that power outage and everything with the downtime that you were going to – possibility of maybe losing momentum in that game? <clears throat> well, I think, um, ob yeah, obviously that's, that's what you talk about with the team. <clears throat> you know, I, I don't necessarily bring up – you know, Super Bowl stories and things like that. I think a personal, you know, 
things throughout my career and in, in coaching college football or, or going through a situation with weather, like we have a couple years ago against Lawson, or you come back the next day. And yeah, obviously you talk about it being zero zero and really we came out the third quarter and we really did that. You know, we, we went three and out on defense. We had the momentum. It just, um, some things, you know, we're, we're just making some mistakes. And, and um, honestly, I think a lot of it was, um, it was a chess match, chess match game going back and forth. Really good coaching from Harrisonville. And, and I was proud of the way our guys adjusted, but um, we're kind of getting worn down in a situation where you only got, you know, 18 guys out there against a bunch and, and uh, you know, on a, on a third, fourth quarter, you got to finish. And, and it took a lot of grit, you know, it took, when you're down 10, it'd have been really easy to quit. Um, and let those guys, uh, you know, win that ball game. But uh, we just had some phenomenal performances by, by our players, and each one of them really laid it on the line. You know, we talk a lot about Hound Pound Magic, and um, this place is special. But if you were here Friday night, you, you understand why sports um, are critical and football itself in itself is critical um, because to see a bunch of guys lay it on the line for each other um, to get a win, you know, it's all – it's just one win. But – um, that that's what it's important, and, and that's why that's why we do the, what we're doing, and and why things are um, important to get out there and on the athletic fields and the competition venues, and not only football but just everything. You know, young people. You know, my my synopsis of Friday night: don't ever doubt the the courage and the um, fortitude and the perseverance and the grit and the toughness of young people today, because um, it was on display Friday night by Spoofhounds, and I was very proud of them. Well, that was a great win against a quality football team in Harrisonville. Um, you're back at the Hound Pound this Friday night against Chillicothe. Um, can you give a little bit of a breakdown what to expect from the Hornets this Friday night? Well, it's the start of MEC play, and um, that's exciting. You know, and, and we're out of our non-conference schedule here at the beginning of the year, um, and we start against a conference opponent that's a very storied, um, successful football program, very, very proud, you know, successful football community in Chillicothe, you know, they mirror Maryville in, in a lot of ways with um, years of success and, and, and winning traditions and things like that. And, um, you know, they, they run the flex bone option on offense and Coach Rulo is in his third season there. So they're, they're full, full versed in that and it's not anything new. And they're just a tough physical matchup. You know, they, every one of these games always is. You know, I remember in 2017, um, you know, they, they beat us in the regular season and then we ended up going there and, beating them for a district championship. And then that kind of spurred our way to a state championship that year. And, and those are the games you remember, you know, and, and um, those are the memorable games. And it's always, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, an alumni from this school and, and, and you know, Chillicothe is, is a rival, you know, and, and um, I remember for years, uh, it didn't really matter what you did in those non-conference games, but people know how you play against Chillicothe. So it'll be an exciting game. We're fortunate to have them home. It's our senior night. Um, and uh, those guys are proud to, you know, be able to go out there and senior night. We're, we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can to play well. Well, Coach Webb, I want to thank you so much for joining um for joining me. Um, it's always a pleasure to chat with you, and um, good luck to you guys on Friday night. Thank you, Clinton. I think this podcast is awesome, and um, anytime you need anything, let me know. And it's great to always uh, anytime we push uh, high school football, you do a great job of it. So thank you. Well, thank you so much, Coach. Uh -huh. Always great to have a conversation with Matt Webb. Now we move on to our final MEC game of this segment. It's the St. Pius the 10th against Cameron. Warriors are 2-0 in the season under their under their first-year head coach, Anthony Simone. They had victories over Pembroke Hill and St. Michael, while the Dragons have two shutout victories over Kansas City Northeast and Southeast. We have an opportunity to catch up with the head man of the Dragons, Jeff Wallace. 
to talk about those two wins, and we talk about this week's battle of the undefeateds between them and the Warriors. Our conversation with Coach Wallace is right now. And we're here on the Clip Notes Podcast Week 3 pregame show, ladies and gentlemen. We got um, Cameron football coach Jeff Wallace. How are you doing, Coach? Hey, I'm doing real well. Nice to have you back on the show. Um, coach, haven't got a chance to check in with you since the preseason. Um, how did summer practice and everything go for the kids? Well, I think, you know, we only, we only had four, four camps this summer and, oh, four weeks of weights, if you want to call that weights, what we were able to do. Uh, and we didn't have much. Uh, we got started uh, with our preseason, and our kids were hungry. Boy, they really were. They were excited to be out there, move around a little bit. And uh, we really had a great preseason, I thought. it just We just could have used a few more. So, you got, uh, so uh, we'll definitely get into the uh, first two weeks of the season, Coach. Um, big, big wins over Kansas City Northeast and Kansas City Southeast to start the season. Um, really played really well, Coach. Just give an overall analysis of your team's performances the past two weeks. Well, the first week, kind of like getting started with with our season or with our preseason they were excited to be out there they wanted to play football you know we almost had to calm them down a little bit in the locker room before the game they were so hyped up uh, <laughs> we came out from the opening kick and played really really well and uh, were physical and, and dominated a football team got a big win uh, and then last week at, at southeast it was just such a different situation six o'clock start no fans were allowed in the stands uh, it just was everything was weird we got down there so early and you know, pregame was a little bit different, had to be adjusted, and, and we just did not start out very well. We played a very poor first quarter, a lackluster, and, 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 you know, we're looking around acting like I'm not sure we wanted to be there, to be honest with you. We challenged them after that first quarter bit and again at half, and they really responded well. I couldn't have been happy with that. We came back and scored points and were able to get a shutout, and, you know, again, I was real happy with them. But, uh, you know, it's probably eight quarters of football so far. We probably have one quarter where we just weren't where we needed to be, and the others I really felt like we're, we're, we're getting better as we go along. Well, Coach, um, it's definitely nice to have a 2-0 start in um, non-conference play, but this week, though, we're starting MEC play. Um, you have another team that started 2-0, brand-new head coach. Um, St. Pius is coming up on the schedule. Um, talk a little bit about St. Pius a little bit and what you can expect from the Warriors on Friday night. Well, I'll tell you this, you enter MEC conference play, it all changes and changes in a hurry. Uh, it gets physical. Uh, athleticism is very high, very well coached every team in this conference. So you got to be ready to go mentally and physically, that's for sure. Uh, and it's no difference with Pius. You know, they have a new coach, but they're running some similar schemes that have been run in the past, maybe even more old Pius than new Pius with what they've been doing. A lot of high formation up under the center, toss, trap, counter couple little wrinkles and things they throw, a lot of formations. Uh, it's going to make us work this week for sure. Uh, defensively, they're a, 30, they're a 30 scheme, but they play around a lot. They do all kinds of different things with movement, and blitzes, and things like that. So tempo will be very important for us this week, uh, make it difficult for them to get where they want to be and do what they want to do. Uh, but they're, they're physical. They are physical. They've got, they've got some good young kids. I think they felt like they have a good sophomore class. You can see them out there, and they don't play like sophomores. We got um, St. Pius at Cameron this Friday night at Dave Goodwin Field. Um, Coach Jeff Wallace, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Always a pleasure to have you on, and um, good luck this Friday night. Absolutely, Clifton. It's good to talk to you, buddy. Good talking to you, Coach. Now, the final interview of this segment, we always have a pleasure to bring in KQ2 Sports Director Chris Roush. We recap the week that was week two. 
We talk about Benton and Lafayette. We talk about Mid-Buck, Lawson, and other things as our interview with Chris Roush starts right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. Once again, we have KQT Sports Director Chris Roush joining us. Chris, how are you doing? Doing really well, Clifton. How are you doing, my man? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, we, got, we got two weeks in the book. Now we're ready to go for week three. So we got uh, week two. Um, like I said, week two is in the books. Um, what were some of your guys' week two highlights as far as, like, football tonight and covering games around the area? Well, looking back on last weekend, man, that's it's already been a week. So kind of looking back on that, um, East Buchanan moving to 2-0. That was one of our big ones. They were our um, team of the week, our East Ridge Car Wash team of the week. East Buchanan was their 2-0. Good start for them. Uh, Mid Buchanan, they're rolling. They're off to a 2-0 start. Lafayette got it back in the win column with a win against Atchison out of down there, of course, in Kansas. Um, those, those were some of the, the big ones. Maryville had a, a game-winning drive and a really weird game up there in Maryville um, last Friday night where they jumped out quickly on Harrisonville and then a huge power outage all across the, the city basically delayed them for at least, I think, a half hour, 45 minutes or so. I, I'm not for sure how long. Uh, Matt Trenton was up there for us. Um, but when they got back going, Harrisonville had actually – kind of got back in the game, taking a lead at one point, but Maryville able to get a late score in the fourth quarter to put that game away. They get in the win column after, you know, the week one loss to Blair Oaks. They bounce back. You know, they have some guys out for a lot of different reasons right now. Um, Just a good win for Maryville, too. Those are some of the big takeaways I had from last week. Well, I was able to have a conversation with Matt Webb, and uh, we actually talked about that. I told him, I was like, you know what, that reminds me of that Super Bowl one year, a few years back between the 49ers and the Ravens. When the Ravens had that big lead, and then the Niners, they had a power outage. I think they were delayed for like an hour, a little bit more than an hour. Then the 49ers came and took a took a lead or got back in the game. But I, t- I asked him, I was like, were you concerned about all the momentum being lost? So... That was, a, that was a real good game there. So um, let's actually move on to some of our week three matchups. We got the uh, big north side versus south side matchup this week. Benton and Lafayette. I already talked to both coaches this week. You almost throw records out the window when you talk about this game. So what's your breakdown on Benton against Lafayette? Well, I know the last several years, it, it, Lafayette's come out on top in this one, but but they are close games. I mean, you, you look at the win-loss record, yeah, Lafayette's 1-1, one one, Benton's 0-2 coming into this ball game. But I think you're right. You can kind of throw things out the window here because there is so much pride on the line. It's a conference game. You know, the north side, the south side, they get really into this rivalry. It's a, it's a fun rivalry to have. And you look at these two teams, both of these teams have two of the best running backs in the middle of the Empire Conference. You have Miles Henderson, you have Garrison Didell. Henderson up there at Lafayette, Didell down at Benton. Just really good runners, and you have to be able to contain those two guys. If you can't do it, they're going to run on you. So those are that's two big orders for both of these defenses to take care of this week. And it's a good challenge for both of them. Well then, I think I think it's going to be I think I think it's going to be a competitive game. So, alrighty, Chris. Next game that we're going to talk about is Midbuck and Lawson. Um, Midbuck, like you mentioned, you know they were rolling along two and zero on the season. Lawson had their first game of the season. They are a KCI power. 
Midbuck actually won their very first game last season against Lawson since 2004. Can the Cardinals make it two straight against the Cardinals? Yeah, I, I think with this one, it's another one of those powerhouse, you know, KCI ball games that last year when Midbuck did it, there were some expectations for that group because that year prior, it surprised some people and made their run to the Class 1 state semifinals. Last year, the true test was, can they beat Lawson? Can they beat the Lathrops? They beat Lawson. And this year, again, I think it's one of these tight matchups. Mid-Buck, I may be a little bit more of a favorite in this one because they have everybody back, and there's so many people back on this team, and they have weapons. They have guys that can make plays. This is another good one. This is, this is probably the best game out of the KCI this weekend. Well, I think I said Dragons – Drag. I think I said Cardinals twice. I meant the Dragons if that was the case there. And then um, another matchup there, our eight-man game of the week, is North Andrew and Pattonsburg. Both teams have been really impressive this year. This is a huge conference game in the GRC eight-man division. Um, how do you see this game going? Clinton, this is one of those games where you have two teams with completely different styles of play. You have North Andrew who will run the football, run it right at you, smash mouth style. You have Pattonsburg who air raid offense. They are going to beat you through the air. They're going to put up points. I mean, we've seen them already put up 80 points this year in a game. They're not afraid to let the ball fly. That's how they win ball games. It's been working the last couple of years. This year, and Cliff, I don't know how many people know this yet, but their new quarterback had never played football before this year. And people were telling me that, that he was brand new to football. I haven't been able to see him go live. But you come in, you've never played football, and you're leading a team as the quarterback position. You're putting up 80 points in one week. That's something right in that system that's working over there in Pattonsburg. Then North Andrew, they have a couple of guys that can run the football too. This is going to be a very interesting dynamic game of can the Cardinals' defense slow down Pattonsburg through the air and let their offense eat up some time, eat up some clock there, and allow the Cardinals to control the tempo. Well, I, we're going to have more on that game in our eight-man segment of the pregame show. We are actually have interviews with both Dwayne Williams and Scott Caven on, our, on the third segment of the podcast. Um, Chris, uh, anything you want to plug before we get you out of here? Well, of course, we will have all of our highlights, scores, interviews, and so much more coming up tonight on Football tonight, 10.35, right after our KQT News at 10. We'll have Benton Lafayette. We'll have Mid Buchanan Lawson. We'll have, you know, Pattonsburg, North Andrew. So many games in between. Well, Kansas games. I mean, just so much to pack into 30 minutes. Exciting. It's great, you know, just television for high school football. And I'm excited to be here in week three. All right, Chris, it's always a pleasure to see you. Um, we'll talk to you again soon. Um, thank you so much for joining the podcast. You hit my man. Take care. And that will wrap up segment one. In segment two, we talk about the KCI and the GRC. And we have an interview with Mid Buchanan head coach Aaron Fritz on the next segment coming up soon.